0: And uh, so I'm sure they did a fantastic job. Um, I kind of wish, kind of wish we could have snuck up there, because uh, I'm sure it was it was great. Um, always enjoy the ministry of the Fredericks. Um, love them, appreciate them. Um, love and appreciate our pastor and his wife. So so glad and happy for them that they get to get away and they get to be offline so to speak um they are incommunicado and uh as they should be so they deserve that so happy for them and um all all hopes that they come back well rested and had just a great time um Love and appreciate every one of you, those of you that uh, took up uh, things while we were gone this morning. I know Brother Zach had to take care of getting the media set up and everything, and I got a text from him and he was like, do we not have to do this anymore? I was like, no. And he was like, that's awesome. I was like, yeah, it is. He knows what I'm talking about, so it's fine. Um, And so great stuff happening there, appreciate uh, their help there. And uh, love my wife, appreciate her. Um, she was enduring with me this morning. She's still recovering uh, from some sinus issues, and and she uh, she about she bout I about lost her this morning, but she she held on for a little bit longer that last song, um, and so she I appreciate her uh, ministering with me and uh, traveling with me, um, and you know here there and back and got here. And, came, came home and came right straight here. So, um, glad to be back. Um, if you turn to in your Bibles, Ruth one and 15, and it says, and she said, behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister law and ruth said entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee for whither thou goest i will go and where thou lodgest i will lodge thy people shall be my people and thy god my god where thou diest i will die will i die and there will i be buried the lord do so to me And more also, if aught but death part thee and me. They don't have it up there. I'm going to read it from the Amplified real quick. Verse 15, it says, And Naomi said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Urge me not to leave you or turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts me from you. Bishop, do you mind praying tonight? name amen you may be seated you may be seated so by a show of hands is there anyone when you are home all right by yourself or it doesn't matter really uh because i i know the type i know the type when you are home every light that is possible to be turned on is on in your house just about every light. If you're you're going throughout the house, you're turning on, turning on, turning on. That's okay. You don't have to raise your hands. I know. There, you're here. You're here. You're not self-aware, but you're here. That's okay. How about those that, when you're home, you don't turn on any more than you need to? Uh huh. There. Nah. Nah. Not all of. That's not no. Mm-mm. That is not everyone. Someone's misidentified. I tell you that right now. That is not the case. Um <clears throat> I can say for me personally, uh most people will probably think that uh I'm a vampire. I normally do not have a whole lot of lights on in the house. Uh especially um, if if I'm there and it's just me and the dogs, uh, Grace is gone or something. I will probably it'll just be the TV or something on, and uh, that's probably about all I need, right? Um, all the lights in the ha- off off in the house. Um, th- there's there's something to be said for natural light, right? Everyone in in you know the uh, market of houses right that you you have like a little you know maybe a little asterisk of description and someone says you know great natural lighting natural lights everywhere and uh i love natural light i love to keep the curtains open uh when when possible just to you know keep some light in there don't have to turn on any lights it's just a nice it's just a nice feel you just got that natural light coming in there we take natural light for granted sometimes i think um we don't realize Uh, Because we have alarms, because we have lights, sometimes we don't realize that it it does help us to get up. It does kind of help us. Um, There are even those alarm clocks now that they have a light on them and they kind of simulate the sun rising. So if you're in a really dark room and you want the sun to rise in your room, well, there you go. You can pay 40 bucks to Amazon, get a two day shipping and wonderful. You're going to rise with the sun, Um, your own little sun in in your room. we take it for granted it 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 gets us up in the morning it goes throughout our day we base our day off of the the light that's that's how our time it, we just we just fell back right to to preserve some light um what, what light there is um left and it sends us into our nightly sleepiness it might be happening already before the fallback, right some of you it's it's getting dark Earlier, it's like six thirty. You're looking outside, man. I just want to get in some comfy clothes, maybe a movie, maybe a book, some ice cream. That's just me, whatever. Um, and and you know, we'll turn in for the night. Six thirty turn in already. All right. It's it's dark, right? And you look at the clock, man, it's it's late. It's late. Okay. <laughs> um, you you think it should be like nine nine o'clock or something? You look it, it's not nine o'clock. Okay, so what happens? When our body's deprived of light, why is it? It seems that you know we get to these winter-esque months, and and we start people start to be more tired, and and stay in more until until family gatherings come about and everything like that. It, it seems we're we're deprived a little bit more of light than during the summer. Summer people are more energetic; they're out and about, they're going, doing, go. They have more energy naturally, and and so there's something that happens. When our body is deprived of this natural light that we uh, so, so much, you know, we take for granted. Um, so a study, two cave explorers, um, I'm butcher these names, but Josie Lars and, and, and Tony Sonny, there you go, um, <clears throat> took on a mission to live alone in the dark and, and desolate cave for months. Yeah, months, Woo! Um, to test the effects of isolation, all right, and loneliness and darkness, they weren't in the same cave. They were they were in caves, you know, a hundred meters apart, all right, different sex of cave, and um, they didn't have the company of one another. They resided. In separate caves, and the only people they stayed in touch with—they had because it's a study—they had to have you know some type of contact in order to to write down everything. Uh, were researchers at a control point, a very control point, who tracked their sleeping and and eating habits and their memory and vital signs. <clears throat> so Lars and Sunny, or Sunny, excuse me, uh, weren't given any insight. Uh, they didn't tell them. The researchers did not tell them. About how much time had passed outside of their caves? Okay. Eventually, later on, when they finally emerged from the caves, they had to wear dark goggles uh, to shelter their eyes from the sunlight because their, sense it had been, their senses of time and their senses of their their eyes were so warped they couldn't handle. Just you know, you get you're in a dark room and then you walk it. You turn someone turns on the light. And, you know, you kind of get jolted awake and um, you can't fall asleep for 30 minutes um, unless you're Brother Mason. Um, Love you. Lars spent 88 days in the cave while Sonny spent 126. Now, I got to say right off the bat, these are introverts right there. That's that's all I know. Right off the bat, despite everything, introverts. I couldn't last two days, if that. My goodness. When Lars came out, all right, of the cave on March 12th of 1965, okay, she thought the date was, anyone want to guess what she thought the date was? No? Okay, you ready? February 25th. She came out March 12th. She thought it was February 25th. Right? They, they didn't give her any, any type of information. She had no info on what date it was. They asked her what date she thought it was. She said February 25th. Sonny came out on April 5th of 1965 and thought that it was, all right, you're going to think like March, right? No, February 4th. Earlier. <laughs> um. Researchers reported that Sonny came out on April 5th, would sleep for stretches. Now, this this had to be a good nap, I'm telling you. Stretches of 30 hours at a time. It was crazy. And then wake up believing that he'd just taken a little nap, you know, just a little cat nap, was fine. <clears throat> Didn't take too much of the day. Actually, a whole day and more. Um but this happened to him because our body's natural cycle, uh, it, it relies solely, solely on natural light. And, and if we don't have that, everything starts to go wonky, goes wrong. And as we can see, I mean, I would love to have the time to take a 30-hour cat nap every once in a while. Just take a 30-hour cat nap. I'll be good for 100, another 126 days. <clears throat> All right? This type of sensory deprivation in the sense of being deprived of light is actually has been often used as a torture technique during wartime. A British study locked up six volunteers in dark solitary confinement for just 48 hours to test its effects. Just 48 hours. All right. And I have to think, we didn't get a whole lot more information about Lars and Sonny, but I have to think that how extreme this could have been. Um, but just for 48 hours, these six volunteers, uh, according to um, the Daily Mail, they reported that Adam Bloom, all right, he is an extroverted stand-up comic. Man, this guy was brave. Uh, <clears throat> he did not do well. He said, uh, at one point he started singing, As you do in the dark Um, and then suddenly he just burst into tears he said that it was feeling as if his emotions were running out of control he said quote then I found myself suspecting the whole experiment was a trick (laughs) how did I know any of these people who they were it was a trick what if they had gone home and I was just trapped down there forever going crazy man i don't know anyone here it's a trap but going back to lars and Sonny, they even got to the point that they started befriending people or people <laughs> yeah people in the caves you know um, <clears throat> no they started befriending uh critters in the cave that we would probably not befriend in our houses right um i think it was lars Lars she befriended a little a little white rat right and and fed some of her food that she was being given from from the researchers you know just little rations and everything and and as a pet and everything and uh, <clears throat> poor poor Sonny he uh <laughs> he ended up trying to befriend a rat, but in the process accidentally killed the rat trying to befriend the rat um, so you know, That's that's he had no friends, Um, no friends whatsoever. But in this study here, we have the British study, uh, the comedian, Adam, he said that the utter darkness caused him to completely lose his sense of time and his sense of control over himself. Uh, He would doze off and then he woke up, uh, not know whether it was day or night. Uh, And and even meals didn't really help him restore his sense of normalcy, his sense of time. Um, Some of the other volunteers, you know, there were six of them. This is just Adam that we were talking about. Some of the other volunteers eventually started hallucinating. Um, Some examples, all right? A heap of 500 oysters. I want to know what that's about. But 500 oysters. I'm guessing the hallucination was real enough that they could count them. They had but nothing but time at the time. Um, tiny cars, snakes. Ooh, that would have been fun, right? Um, zebras, fighter planes. Just you know, you know, have your own little movie in the dark. You know, um, mosquitoes. That would have get annoying, man. Phantom mosquitoes, get off me. Um, and even the sensation of the room taking off. Woo! Now, I mean, if Adam, you know, Adam, he was suspecting that you know there was something behind this. If he felt the room taken off, he might have start freaking out, man. Woo! Taking me off to space. Um, as we can see, these couple of studies. If you didn't know, light obviously is a little natural light is obviously a little essential um, to our well being. They're they're going crazy. They're hallucinating. Uh, they're just not thinking clearly. Right there, there's just so many different things not in control of their own emotions. Right. And then there's another aspect of being left in the dark. You have the metaphorical being left in the dark. You ever been left in the dark about something, right. oh, yeah. or left someone in the dark about something? <laughs> um, the the English phrase "left in the dark" refers to someone being unaware of a situation, or ignorant of certain factors. Um, this is one of many similar phrases that, that use the metaphor for a visual darkness to uh, for secrecy and lack of awareness. If someone is being left in the dark, um, he or she is not being informed about something that maybe, I, I don't know, maybe they should be, maybe not. Um, people have fears of being left in the dark. They fear of missing out, right? They want to know everything. Tell me now. Why didn't you tell me? People have fears of being in the dark, right? The actual dark. And But it's never truly the darkness uh, that they're afraid of. We're not necessarily afraid of the dark. We're afraid of what is in the dark. They're hallucinating about these things being in the dark. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Now, in the caves, they had more of a reason, right? Who knows what could have happened? Um, But in solitary, they didn't have much of a reason to care about what was in the dark. But they were scared of the uncertainty of what's in the dark. What is it? They threw mosquitoes in here when I was looking. Of course, I was looking. I just didn't see anything because there was no light. Um, so we have the darkness in the dark. In the Bible, we're going back to our story now. In the Bible, when I think of uncertain situations, one person that comes to mind is Ruth. Ruth, a Moabite, had lost her husband and decided to leave their hometown and follow her mother-in-law to uh, Naomi, to Bethlehem. As a young widow, Ruth's situation was incredibly difficult, uh, especially given the cultural time and historical context uh, where women, particularly widows, were looked down on. Her safer bet overall would have been to bid her mother-in-law farewell and head back to familiar settings with her family, her sister, uh, and decisively she chose she chose to stay with Naomi she she was right she chose to stay with Naomi and she's saying where you go I'll go where you stay I'll stay your people be my people your God be my God and I think overall and throughout this whole thing we grow accustomed to Bible stories we do grow Up listening to Bible stories, we grow accustomed and, and we hear and forget. I think sometimes it's the culture because we have all of these you know, I love them great movies of, of comic book characters and all these different things and stories and wonderful things and that you know get us to imagine things and you know branch out our imagination. Uh, but we forget sometimes that these people in the Bible are real, right? They're real, they're real people, real situations, real issues. And, and behind these stories are real feelings. And I can't help but wonder sometimes what Ruth is What is going through her mind. What's going through Ruth's mind? What, at this time, she was on her way to Bethlehem. Maybe she had questions. Maybe, will we have enough to eat? Simple question. It's valid. Will they accept a foreigner like me? You know, it's a simple question, but it's it's valid. What if the what ifs are big? What if I'm ridiculed or rejected? Valid? What if I'm unable to support Naomi? What if I can't support her? Will I ever be a mother? All good questions. There's nothing wrong with questions necessarily she maybe had some questions. There was a lot of uncertainty here. Just because Ruth made a brave decision doesn't mean that it automatically shielded her from wondering. Uncertainty still was running in her mind. She was in the dark, so to speak. She was in the dark about the whole situation, the details of of what was to come. She did it by faith. She was right to do so, but... That's as far as she, you know, that's as far as she had gotten. She made the decision. And then here we are. We're at this decision. That's what I made. I have nothing beyond that. I don't know. But she didn't stay stuck in self-pity or fear. Uh, She put one foot in front of the other. And she walked in the light that she had been given. The Bible says that God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Sometimes we don't need to know What every step will hold as long as we can keep faithful. Like Ruth, one step at a time. We don't have to know everything. Because in all actuality, if we did know what the next step held sometimes, we may not take it. That's difficult to swallow, but sometimes we may not take that next step because it's scary. And sometimes it's better to have the uncertainty than to know everything that's going to happen and not move forward because you were too scared to move forward to begin with. Knowing what comes next won't always lift your fear if you aren't faithful enough to trust God. We may not know what the next chapter of our lives or even the next page of our lives holds, but we know the author who is crafty. Thing and an amazing storyline that is our life that he is trying to mold and we, we can't even fathom it sometimes we can't fathom what that means and what that holds ruth went on to have a blessed life she married boaz later giving birth to a son who would be an ancestor to david and ruth was included in the family lineage line of jesus Something she would have never fathomed. She would have never foreseen anything like that. That within the lineage, there would be the Messiah. She decided to go along with Naomi. That's as far as she had gotten. But then all of these blessings, all of this stuff happened because she took the right step. She took the right thing. We are called to trust and obey, put our hands in His and walk in the paths that He has planned for us. It's difficult sometimes because we have uncertainty. But as we see with Ruth, she had uncertainty, and that's okay. But she was faithful. There are times, sometimes, that we feel stuck. We feel like we're supposed to be moving forward. Grab life by the horns, as people say, and and crush our goals. This is a go-getter mentality country, right? We just got to go for it. Well, what if going for it costs you your blessing? Our circumstances will close in sometimes and we can't get ahead. It's difficult. We can't get ahead. We don't know. We wonder and we ask God, is there a plan? Is there a plan? And, and. It's, it's easy to get into that mentality. Is there a plan, God? Like, what is the plan? You don't have to know everything. Maybe day after day, week after week, month after month, even year after year, our hopes and dreams are deferred. We decide to bury the dream because it has no clear answer for us. And there's no clear timeline. If you're trapped in the dark state of limbo, you're in good company. There's a young guy you may have heard of by the name of Joseph. He was full of promise, blessed with skills and intellect and integrity. But he finds himself thrown in the prison for no fault of his own. Genesis 39, 20. And it says, and Joseph's master took him and put him into the prisons. A place where the king's prisoners were bound and he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hands. Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison, and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. For more than a decade, Joseph, who had been quickly climbing up the ladder, he's climbing, he's climbing. Uh, of leadership the Lord was with him he was held prisoner for a crime he didn't commit more than 10 years of not knowing 10 years of not knowing I don't have patience a lot of us don't have patience it's difficult patience is difficult not knowing is difficult but more than 10 years of not knowing when his time would come to be released from prison into all that God had in store for him. But God had a unique plan and a purpose for Joseph's life, which he unfolded according to his timetable. At the perfect time, the pieces fell into place. Joseph left prison to become Pharaoh's right-hand man. Today, as we face dead-end circumstances, a limbo state, if you will, know that God has not forgotten you. He will fulfill his plan. Your darkness, your pit, your your prison, so to speak. Your seemingly dead-end circumstances become a training ground. A training ground for what is to come. We have to be faithful within that to be blessed. Be faithful and you will be blessed. We have an issue with that sometimes because our uncertainty will turn into I'm not going to church. It becomes a whole lot easier. Absolutely becomes a whole lot easier. Be faithful. Serve still. Serve despite the circumstance because if you serve despite what's going on, you're going to be blessed for your faithfulness. You're going to be blessed for what's going on in your life and you still decided I'm coming today. I'm going to the house of the Lord today. Do we really think that God would have blessed Joseph or been as generous in Joseph's circumstances and plan? If Joseph was, God, another day, I'm in prison, don't you know, hello, want to get out, when is it happening? What time? What time? I want to put it on my calendar. Let's go. 24-7 complaining, whining, complaining. He gave up and just gave up because God didn't love him anymore. Waiting, patience, does not mean that God doesn't love you anymore. Maybe he wants to see if you love him anymore. When you are in your darkness it is all the more reason to come here it's all the more reason to serve get your hands busy not only do you have something to bring him your issue your condition he knows but it's good to bring it but also you have something to praise him for for what he's going to do what he's going to do i promise I understand that being in the dark about what is going to happen is difficult. It is so difficult. The waiting room of life has plenty of company sometimes. People wait for medical reports from the doctor for weeks on end as doctors figure out what a diagnosis is. Those that have waited for jobs and financial breakthroughs, wondering how to pay the next mortgage to make it the next month, waiting room of life. Waiting for admission to college, wondering if we have what it takes to get in, waiting room of life. Waiting for relationships to be reconciled, waiting room of life. People waiting for a child for years, perhaps as fertility treatments, failed. Wondering if they can go through the emotional agony of hope and then disappointment once again. There's uncertainty that weaves throughout the waiting room of life. We aren't careful, we let it consume us. And it's easy to let it consume us. That's the easy way out. The easy way out is to complain 24-7. The easy way out is to be an Eeyore. I'm just another day. I'm just going to go about my life. I'm not going to be able to do X, Y, and Z or anything like that because God doesn't love me. And I'm not going to go to church. What's most people's inner reaction, though? When someone tells you that it's all going to work out for God's good, it's all going to work out. You're in your darkness. What's your response? In your head? Yeah, right. Right. Ha! Say it again, so I can laugh again. I understand. It's a very cynical internal response. I get it. It's easy. It's easy. It may be birthed out of hoping and having hopes crushed over and over and over again. It's not easy. Dreaming and having dreams deferred is not easy. Praying and seemingly having no prayers answered yet is not easy. No timetable? Yeah, it stinks we dive into this state of uncertainty about the future and it gives way to cynicism and hopes dwindle into skepticism. Uh-huh. Skeptical about everything. No hopes whatsoever. No hope. No f- People no fun sometimes. No fun when you just... You know, uh-huh. No fun. Genesis 18 and 10. We come across Abraham and Sarah here. It says, And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And lo, Sarah heard it in the tent door and was, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. It, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within, ha, yeah, right, right. 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 and Sarah heard it, and after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also, Uh Abraham had been given a promise, a promise, do we really think as difficult and as, as easy as it is to go into skepticism, And the cynicism, do we really think that we're gonna get that far gone to think that God's not gonna fulfill His promises? Do we really think that God's not gonna? And if that were the case, whose fault do you think it is? If it were to happen, not that it's going to, because God fulfills His promises, but if that were to ever be a possibility, whose fault do you think it is? Really? Look in the mirror. Maybe initially she had been uncertain about the details when first, first promise was happening and when this promised child would be born. When would this promised child be born? How would it happen? Would she and Abraham have the energy to take care of a newborn? Maybe those were questions that raced through her mind. Maybe. As months gave way to years, and then years to decades, Sarah's uncertainty morphed into cynicism. When a group of three men, angels from God, visit Abraham and tell him that he will be a dad in the span of a year. The eavesdropping Sarah laughs. It's not a joyful laugh. It's a laugh that, yeah, right. It's all about that reaction. Yeah, right. Okay, sure. Sure, we're going to have a kid. Right. It's been this long. You know how old we are? Hello. Her, yeah, right, cynicism, was what birthed Ishmael. It's all right if we walk by faith like Ruth in God, but if we allow our cynicism and our darkness to cloud our judgment and our faithfulness in God, then we will end up birthing things in our lives that God never wanted for us. Through all of it. God, in his mercy, fulfills his promise to Abraham and Sarah. Sarah's cynicism turns into bubbling over joy at the birth of their son, Isaac. And she said, God has brought me laughter. This time, her laughter didn't stem from doubting, but it stemmed from the goodness of God in her life. The goodness of God in her life. Despite the circumstances, God's still good. Despite the waiting, God's still good. Despite what you're waiting for, the healing that you're waiting for. Despite the, the circumstances of anything that's going on in your life. The waiting room of life, the filled on uncertainty. He is still faithful. He is still good. All faithful, all powerful. Music can come, and we stand. God can take the uncertain situations, our limbo state, our life, the waiting room, and turn every situation for His good, for His glory. Sometimes we just have to go one step at a time. Walk by faith. It's not easy. One step at a time. If you've done done thousands of steps at a time and still no answer, take another step. We have to have patience and faith and believe that he is going to do what he said he's going to do. He's going to take us higher than we believe possible. We can't even fathom. We have to trust completely And not allow ourselves to fall into cynicism in our waiting room. He's not going to leave you there. He's not going to leave you there. Keep going. Take another step. And another step. And another step. When the road is dark, you don't know where to go. You don't know what's ahead. Take another step take another step. He's not going to leave you there. He's not going to leave you in your circumstance. Be faithful. Be faithful unto Him. When God is the one who specializes in making the impossible possible. When we face uncertain situations in our life and we're cynical and we're disbelieving, we need to put our trust in the faithful God who always keeps His word. When uncertainty and doubt threatens our minds, I want to look up I'm going to look up to the one who holds the answers. Who holds what's going to happen next. He has the next step prepared. But am I ready for the next step? Am I ready for what's going to happen next? In our darkness, we start to go crazy, distrust, and become skeptical. Maybe we hallucinate that things are happening that aren't happening around us. God is perfectly faithful, all-powerful, all-knowing. Full of mercy and always loving. I wonder tonight if we could remember that he's not going to leave us there. I wonder tonight if we could take another step. Take one more step. These altars are open. Take one more step of faith. Believe that the circumstance is going to change. Believe, take a step of faith out of your pew, take a step of faith in the right direction. You don't have to know everything that's going to happen. You don't have to know when it's going to happen. Just knowing that he won't leave you there That should be good enough. It's difficult. It's easy to take the route. Of just being skeptical of everything. But at the end of the day, if you're faithful, if you take that other step in the dark, you're not sure what's going on. You're not sure everything around you. You take that step by faith. He doesn't want to leave you there. He's not going to leave you there. Be faithful. Follow after Him. What if we'd sing?